Hello and welcome to the BBK Free Speech Podcast. My name is Tom. I'm a solicitor at Bulbert and Kemp. And I'm also chair of Bulbert and Kemp's LGBT Plus Network, BB Gay Plus. It's a very clever name we came up with uh, there. Um, I'm joined today by a couple of my colleagues and we're going to be talking about Pride and what it means to us. It's June, it's Pride Month. So we're just going to have a bit of a chat about that. Uh, do you want to introduce yourselves? Yes, um, I'm Kate. I'm a solicitor at the firm and also um, a member of our BB Gay Plus Network. Uh-huh. I'm Charlotte. Again, I'm a solicitor and also a member of BB Gay Plus. So when we uh, were at our last meeting, we were talking generally about what we could do to mark uh, Pride Month. And I I guess we came up with the idea of doing a podcast uh, just to discuss what Pride meant to us personally and maybe some like bigger things uh, around it. And I, I guess when I started thinking about Pride, I, the starting point that I have is thinking about my own personal shame as I was growing up uh, and the idea that I, I didn't want to accept that I was gay and some of that that you hold on to as as you get older. And there's no better way to counter your personal shame by <laughs> expressing uh, by expressing pride. Uh, and I guess that is what the concept of pride is is all about. I think then taking a leap and making it like marching through the street, like like waving rainbow flags around, it's bit of a, a bizarre concept, I guess, but uh, embodying that spirit and um, expressing that pride in who you are can be like really important um, over the course of your uh, life, I guess. I don't know if you have any pride experiences. I've never actually been to a pride event oh my goodness (laughs) no no i haven't this is your first pride uh, event yeah so this is my first pride (laughs) event um so i can't say oh i've got a personal experience of going to um, a parade or a, a big pride festival but i've obviously i know what it's about i can i can see what people are doing with that and i can understand why that would be so important for people i think coming from a place of inequality it's a just wonderful experience to be able to have that sense of community for people who feel like perhaps in their day-to-day lives they can't fully express who they are and have the opportunity to be proud very publicly and very visibly about that. Is so, there yeah. anything that's like held you back then from attending? Has it been something that you've um, wanted to do? Or? Yeah, I'd like to, but I suppose I've just not had the opportunity really. I've not had anybody to go with. We've had lockdown and... As you guys know, my queer journey has publicly only been fairly short. So, yeah, it's just Mm. not something that I've really had the opportunity to do yet. I mean, on the other hand, I've been to lots of Pride events. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're always feeling proud. You know, Mm. I was kind of reflecting on this before we had this this discussion. I think, yeah, I realised that, you know... um, Sometimes I still struggle with with that with that label. Um, and I got married last year, and I'm noticing that you know what I'm what I'm referring to my wife. It's actually quite a difficult term <laughs> to to mention. I think you know it's probably partly 
I guess, you know, when you say it, it's such a declaration um, and it's giving away something really personal about yourself. But but also, I'm acutely aware that some people have their own kind of views on marriage equality. And sometimes you might be speaking to someone that you feel maybe wouldn't be supportive of that. Um, And it's, yeah, I, I suppose no matter how many pride events you go to, maybe... Maybe, you know, you're, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're where you should be. I guess that's one of the things about being gay or queer or whatever, is that it's not always, bear with me here, like completely apparent that you are that <laughs> uh, when you start speaking to someone. Uh, so it feels like you're coming out all the time. Yeah. And when you refer to someone as your wife, you are effectively going through that whole process of being like, hello. I'm gay. It's I'm... not a phase. <laughs> we got married. Yeah. yeah, I'm so gay that we got married and I'm now calling someone my wife. Uh, and I suppose that's it, isn't it? It's like you're coming out time and time again and you're counteracting that internal shame over and over and over again. And it's, um, yeah, it's it, it's something that, that that you have to do and you have to keep practicing yeah. at. Um, and I guess, yeah, even even for, for me, visibility is, you know, it's, it's so important. And that's why pride is important to break that cycle and make people more comfortable to be able to, to kind of declare these things. And what, one, one of the real benefits we have here at this firm, obviously, is our managing partner, who is not here uh, talking with us today about his pride, uh, <laughs> though he is proud. And part of our network as well, Jonathan Wheeler is gay and it's a good starting point for all of us coming in to work that acceptance is key. Uh, well, you'd hope it would be, otherwise I'm not sure how he got where, where <laughs> he is today. Um, and it, that does make a big that does make a big difference. Definitely, I don't think it's yeah. always the same in, in every workplace. No. No, definitely not. I mean, I've definitely had um experiences in the past that you know haven't been so welcoming I actually when I um after I graduated I had a job in Australia um and when I mentioned about having a girlfriend um someone told me that I should probably avoid mentioning that to a, a specific member of staff who it wouldn't go down well with so you know instead of calling them out on their bigotry <laughs> um you know I was basically told to avoid an awkward situation so yeah it's it's definitely you know, it's it's just so much more of a welcoming environment and it, inclusive. Even to just have this BB Gay Plus network, you know, you just immediately feel like people will be accepting of you. Yeah, and I guess that's it. It's a it's a safe space. Yeah, absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, mm. I've certainly felt that. I've worked in other law firms. In my previous law firm, I was also known to be queer and was in a relationship with a woman who I'd met there. And that, as far as I could tell, was completely accepted by the people that I was working with. However, coming here, there's just so much more of an open acceptance, just generally, because those people I was working with were my friends, but it wasn't that the whole firm would necessarily have treated me in that way. Whereas here, I feel like it's just accepted. I don't have to think, oh, is this person going to accept it? Is this person going to? How does this person feel? It's just, well, this is just the culture that we have. And, and Jonathan is key in that because he's heading that culture. And it would be a problem if people were homophobic here. It would just would not work. How, how could it? But the other thing that I've noticed is in previous firms where there have been groups, sort of um, 
for LGBT colleagues, it's not the same. It's almost like a tick box. Whereas here it feels like we're doing this not to fill some sort of diversity quota, mm. but because we actually want to have that openness for colleagues to be able to be who they are and have a community and a network within the workplace. And it feels genuine in a way that perhaps previously I've not experienced. Mm. I think, like, having the network, for sure. I mean, I felt quite out and proud before the network uh, started. <laughs> but having it and having those meetings and bouncing off each other and encouraging each other to be proud is a thing. And it's what I was talking about coming out over and over again and practicing of being, pr- uh, being proud, you know, having a conversation with either of you and then the logical conclusion being okay I, we are going to do this podcast or, <laughs> <laughs> or I will write that uh, blog or whatever you encourage each other to do it because you realize in some part of you that it's actually something quite yeah. important mm. and it's, it's I mean there are so many I guess straight allies you know who, who are part of the network and you know that's hugely encouraging and we've I mean I was organising an event the other day, um, you know, to go and see um, a film as part of Pride Month. And, you know, the the response and the amount of people that wanted to come was was fantastic. That feels like a, a new, it's not a new development, it's always been straight allies, yeah. but the amount of support that you get yeah. from straight people is different, definitely, from when I first came out. I think just the acceptance across society is completely different. And... I think that's something else about Pride as well. We're all talking about our experiences and our experience. Obviously, we've had our fair share of prejudice and difficulty, I'm sure. But that's not all that Pride's about, is it? I mean, we live in like one of the proudest cities in one of the proudest countries in the world <laughs> uh, and work at a really liberal law firm. Uh, our experiences are pretty good compared to a lot of queer people across well across the city across the country but across the world as 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 well yeah definitely Um, and I suppose it is so easy to become complacent like like you said we live in a bit of a bubble on top of that I live in Brighton which is you know largely thought to be the the LGBT capital of the UK yeah (laughs) they actually have quite a lot of them I know I should go there (laughs) you should but you know I, I having said that we're talking about you know, different countries across the world where LGBT rights are, are being eroded. Um, but actually closer to home, you know, there, there, there's still a lot of work to be done. I was reading the newspaper last week, um, an article about homophobia and care homes and how it's on the rise. And there was actually um, a story of um, a man in his 80s who'd been taken into a, a side room and been beaten up by, by two support workers. And, you know, it's... I think that's what also makes Pride so important is, yes, celebrating the progress that's been made, um, but acknowledging that there is always more to be done. Yeah, and I, that's a point about visibility that you were making as well. Being there and being confident, being visibly gay mm. can make a big difference for a lot of people who aren't having like such a easy time of it, Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's a shocking story about the... Uh, the care home and uh, the guy at uh, 80. It's just particularly when you're talking about people who are just so vulnerable yeah. as it is, I think it really struck a chord with me. You know, there, there were stories of Bibles being left on bedside lockers for people to, to repent their sins. And, yeah, it's, 
it's it it really does well for me it just really highlighted the importance of of something like pride month i think it's difficult because obviously like we're saying we would still feel that element of shame we'll still feel the need that we need to be proud we need to counteract it but at the same time there's so many countries as you say in the world where there is just no acceptance and um there's sort of two sides to it. It's like you think, oh, our problems are nothing compared to these people. But then actually it's all relative and, and we are still experiencing those things. And it doesn't, I think, make it any less important. Um, but it just goes to show how horrendous it can be in other places mm. and how lucky we are in some ways. But I, I think that's it. I think the roots are all the same, aren't yeah. they? And the roots are always there. And yeah. I guess... Uh, identifying as as different from the norm is always going to attract some kind of prejudice and continuing to express pride means we don't, you know, we run less risk at least of backsliding on the amazing progress uh, that we've made um, and continuing to build on on the progress that, that, that we have. I mean, even talking about trans people as we have done quite a lot in 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 groups uh recently it's it's very strange that at the moment there seems to be such a, a massive preoccupation with trans people in the media in politics and these people who've always existed uh their very existence is being uh debated and, and whereas there might be some areas in in society that you know talk like that need discussion around uh, 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 incorporating and, and, and well, I don't know, need some discussion around the best way uh, to make areas accessible for trans people. The debate seems to have been really, like, lost in a lot of bigotry and knee-jerk reactions. I feel like there's so much debate around specific topics like toilets, changing rooms, prisons... Um, I think people, I guess, forget that there are real people at, at the heart of, of the debate, you know. The starting point has to be trans people mm. exist. And then from that point, there could be a discussion perhaps around separate issues. It's the fact... Uh, that They're being these, modelled into yeah, to one. It's is such a weird way to look at, uh, to look at trans people and... And their experiences, and you see how sometimes, well, you see how we are just one whole group and one whole group of queer people, uh, because trans issues uh, become drag queen issues, become gay men issues, become queer issues, and as soon as we lose pride for the community as a whole, we lose uh, some of our collective pride altogether does that make sense yeah i think so i think it's just the feeling of what's happening now with the trans community being sort of almost reminiscent of of how things perhaps were in the past for the gay community and it almost feels a little bit like the gay community have been given a little bit of a reprieve um but we need to have another group somebody needs to to be the focus and it feels at the moment like the the trans community are that and yeah, like I feel that it's like a witch hunt and this almost non-acceptance that this is even real yeah. for some people. And that, and with 
in the face of that, expressing pride as a trans person, I, I'm I'm not a trans person, but I'm imagining the it's leap to exactly uh, of the personal shame to yeah. expressing pride. I, it must be a really difficult time. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that. One of the things that we talked about when we talked about before was um, labels and pride and the movement being like uh, uh, the idea, basically. Lots of people have problems with all the letters, don't they? You know, yeah. an extra letter and an extra label and identity politics. And I don't know, I see things slightly differently, but you had some interesting stuff to talk about when we talked about that uh, before. Yeah, I think... I was just thinking of it in terms of like the ideal situation, which obviously we don't have, in that it would be nice if everybody could just be who they are without feeling they have to broadcast it or um, put a label on it. And and I understand why we do, because we, we want people to know who we are and that we exist and that we're proud of that and we're trying to redress the balance. But if that wasn't even a thing, how nice would that be? Because... You don't find straight people go, oh, just by the way, I'm straight, or I need to have a march to tell you all I'm straight. But we feel we have to do that, and I understand why, but it would be nice if we didn't have to. Yeah. That the, the fact that you have a certain gender or a certain sexuality isn't the defining feature of who you are. That's just a part of life for everybody, and it doesn't matter what you are, who you identify as. Like, yeah, And for some people, I guess... They don't see that there is a label out there that, that they can identify yeah. with. Or, you know, for some people, it takes a while. I mean, for me, it probably took a while to realise you know, what what label suited me. You know, I, I suited me, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, the label I am. Um, but I guess, yeah, when I um, met my first girlfriend, it was very much like, we're just two people, we're strange, we just happen to fall in love with another woman. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, as we were together a bit longer, it started to be, okay, maybe I'm bisexual then. And then I guess when we actually broke up and the reality of, um, oh, you actually will be going out on dates now, it kind of hits home. Oh, no, no, wait, I actually am gay. So, yeah, I suppose for for a lot of people, it probably takes takes a while to to land on on that exact label that you know they they can relate to. And I I think like uh, the idea of everyone accepting and not having to like continually come out is like a is a really nice idea, isn't it? But, but like, it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of feel like I imagine like a big like grey flag over here where everyone like or sorry straight people well the straight people are and like a pride flag over here and slowly as pride goes on we just gradually pull everyone in not pulling everyone in to be gay or be queer or no. be trans but pulling everyone in to be themselves and mm. to authentically mm. accept themselves and to celebrate themselves their gender identity their sexuality and who they are and the more you wave that flag, the more people you pull into that uh, into that movement. And I kind of feel like that is what pride is. And that is why the like queer liberation is so good because it's so inclusive and it's so open for absolutely everyone to join in with. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Mm. I think that's 
uh, although I just made that Very statement. Nice. like that. Um, I think that's probably a, a decent place for us all to um, to stop. So, Charlotte, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and Kate, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. You can catch the BBK Free Speech Podcast on all listening platforms. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>